Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with the Transform Sales Podcast. I got my, my guest, Mike Chen, still with Visualize.ROI. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Thank you for joining hey, Amir, us Hey, Amir. Good to see you. Everything's good. Happy to see you again, too. Yeah, man. I, I, I know that I, uh, I, I came across your product um, a while back. Love what you guys are doing. And uh, it'd be great for, for people listening. We got a lot of, of, of buyers and sellers of software that come to the cloud test marketplace. And, you know, I think we have a changing market where there's a big focus back on uh, on the ROI, you, you know, value value selling and, and you're the expert. So it'd be it'd be it'd be great to uh, to have you here and, and learn more about, you know, how did you find this company? What, what, what was uh, what was the spark that gave you the idea? You know, it turns out, Amir, that uh, lots of people are trying to use Excel and spreadsheets and PowerPoint to create presentations to customers and hope that these customers take the, the, the presentations internally to go get budget. And it's a clunky process. Sellers don't like it. Buyers don't like it. Creating these spreadsheets, managing them, et cetera. We built our product to make salespeople look very professional and to save them time and uh, help them in, get in discussions with customers when they want to quantify and present the value of their solutions. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a was it somebody? Was it was it like a, was it something you experienced as a buyer where you were like, man, I'm buying the software and like these guys are using this clunky ROI and they don't know really to sell their product. Let me fix, let me solve for it. Like, did you how, like what was the, what was the well, what happened first? Yeah, the idea or or you came across the problem. I came across the problem as a person, you know, I was, I was uh, evaluating different things that I was trying to purchase and I was creating a number of spreadsheets myself and I was trying to manage these spreadsheets. And it occurred to me like, why can't I go to a salesperson or go to their website and try to, you know, look at something visually appealing that allows me to mm -hmm. engage and uh, do some analysis. And it just so happens there's a huge market and lots of companies are facing this problem. Yeah. Well, especially now, I think, I think, for, I think at first everybody was higher at all costs, buy everything at all costs. Right. And I think, I think it's like what features and benefits now it's also features, benefits, payback model. It's like waving two at the same time to compare, right? Cause it's not just about the features. It's also about the investment you make, the ROI, money saved, money made. There's so many different flavors these days. Um, I love that you're building a tool to help sales people because right now, if you look at the market, there's, an explosion of tools to make meetings. You got the sales loft, outreach, IOs. You got an explosion of tools to analyze meetings, right? But who's out there helping sales reps actually sell better and sell value? And that's and that's that's you guys. And that's kind of why we partner with you and why we're talking. Um, you know, how how do sales reps themselves get value from your product? Like, what's what are they doing differently now? Or is it is it that just spreadsheets have gone away, or is it that they just have you know, are, are they just able to communicate to a buyer community in a different way with your tools that they weren't able to in the past? Yeah, it's a couple of things. It's both efficiency and effectiveness. On the efficiency side, it used to take sales reps a couple hours to pull down a spreadsheet, type in some numbers, transfer the data into PowerPoint and put that in front of the customer. And then, unfortunately, they'll send that uh, PowerPoint over to the customer and they won't even know if the customer opens it up or if they're looking at the numbers or if they believe the numbers. So our solution saves them time. They can literally click a button in their CRM, whether it's salesforce.com or something else, 
and it'll launch our application. It'll pre-populate the tool with data from the CRM, and it'll automatically give the sales rep a, a back of the envelope savings estimate for the customer, as well as uh, uh, allow them to do the pricing. Uh, and then I can send a link to the customer and it will uh, automatically uh, help the, the, sell, the, the buyer understand what the value is. And the buyer can play with the assumptions, they can change the numbers, et cetera. I do find that in the past, buying committees were smaller, right? You only had to convince maybe the person you were talking to. And then, you know, as buying committees have grown, that behind the scenes, some of the things that leaders don't notice is that an account executive is talking to a potential buyer, not realizing he's got a buyer committee. They're not giving them, you know, they're giving them features, they're giving them case studies, but they're not giving them the model of why to buy. And now your tool is something where the account executive talking to a potential buyer can create this model that they can then show to the whole buying committee to make a faster, more educated decision. And it's like that no one sees this happening, so they don't realize what's happening. But that spreadsheet you're making is getting sent to executives who are just looking at it and laughing because it's not done correctly. Is that is that kind of like the what people don't see that you guys fix? Yeah. Yeah. The, the big idea is that you can send a link to the customer and the customer can share it internally. And each of the people in the decision making unit can share it, change the numbers, see what's changed, and they can each have their own version of it. And then the sales rep can actually say, hey, Bob, who's the CFO, typed in these numbers. Sandy, the, chief, uh, the head of HR, typed in these numbers. And, uh, and, then the, and then the sales rep can say, okay, I think Bob's probably you know, accurate on what their cost structure is. Sandy may be accurate on what their hiring plans are. And so I can accept the appropriate values into the overall model. And I can then incorporate that and generate a final you know, value estimate and presentation with a single click. So that's the other piece. With, it, I, with one click, I generate the full, whether it's one slide or 10 slides or a for, full world, word presentation or, or proposal that has all the numbers and all the visuals dynamically included. So we're saving the sales yeah. rep several hours and then making their overall process with the customer more effective because it's more collaborative and the customer can, uh, can change the numbers themselves. Also probably more accurate, right? Like how often do you think buyers and sellers are creating their own tools in the back end that are potentially incorrect, right? Like you talk to a potential buyer, you give them information. Now they're making their own spreadsheets. They're making their own tools and they got it wrong. Right. And they're, they're circulating just they're, they're, they're circulating the wrong information and you don't even know about it. Is that, is that, is that happening? And people just don't talk about it. And that's impacting the speed of sales and, and, and the closing rate. Cause I could see that happening. I could see people making their own tools. Yeah, what we find when we walk in, in, into a company with 20 or 30 or 40 salespeople is you'll have a couple salespeople that are creating their own Excel spreadsheets and the VP of sales doesn't know who's doing what. And uh, the spreadsheets may have errors. They, they may be out of date, et cetera, et cetera. So with our platform, you get consistency and unification. You have one platform where you know either the VP of sales can log in or the sales rep can log in and everyone has the latest and greatest incorporates the latest and greatest marketing materials and assets and PowerPoint materials. So you really are putting your best foot forward and, and getting some consistency. And when a sales rep wins a deal using the tool, uh, that sales rep can send a link to the whole sales team and say, hey, this one worked, you can pop it open. And then other sales rep can copy it and start using it immediately uh, because it's a template that then gets used by, by the organization. 
So in a way, it's it's also ability for for software sellers that are selling on value to kind of control the buying process, right? To kind of control the behind the scenes. Not and not control. I'm not saying dictate a false narrative, but but keep it together, keep everyone on the same page, right? Versus just the the fancy you know graphics of a beautiful proposal. We used to live in a world where you know sending a proposal of Pandanox or get accepted, being able to talk was cool. That's just kind of fluffy. Now it's like. What am I getting out of the product? Is everybody aligned to it? Because something that we don't talk about or haven't talked about now is even customer success, right? Like what happens if you, if a customer buys your product with the wrong assumptions, wrong models, they're probably going to churn, right? So this also listening to you sounds like it's something that helps accelerate an account executive's ability to sell faster, but also probably for the right buyers to buy, right? Like, like, like making sure that someone, you know, has their math straight and that probably affects churn, which is a big deal as well. Yeah, exactly. That's an increasing use case, Amir. I'm glad you mentioned that. So CSMs have to be creating quarterly business reviews. They have to be creating renewal presentations and proposals, and they really desperately want to be able to communicate the value that the customers realized over the past three, six, nine, 12 months. And right now, again, that's a very manual process and what, and the materials that they're creating don't look that good. And again, they're not, not consistent. So our application uh, allows VPs of customer success to equip their customer success organizations to, again, save time from dynamically by dynamically creating quarterly business reviews and then embedding the business value realized logic and charts and graphs inside of them. And uh, it's, it's an increasing use case. So we're, we're super excited about it. Awesome. You, so you guys are in the front line with account executives or conversion rates, right? Their speed of sales, right? That's kind of the two things that you're really solving for. Obviously yeah. the customer success use case I picked up because I just, I think about these things. Uh, how is, how have you seen the buyer environment, the, the buying environment right now changing uh, from, you know, where we were 2020, 2021, money was cheap, companies are raising, there's booming to the, the kind of, you know, restrictive environment we're facing now. Um, how has the buyer environment changed, changed and, and has your product become more valuable or less valuable in helping sellers navigate the changes that are coming? Yeah, I was at a conference uh, a couple of months ago in the San Francisco Bay Area and I was walking from booth to booth and I was just chatting with sales reps. And what they were saying is six months ago, they'd have to send out an ROI or something to a customer that communicated value, maybe 10 to 15 percent of the time. Now they have to do it 80 to 85% of the time. And, and the reason is CFOs are locking down expenses. They're locking down hiring plans. In some cases, companies are laying people off uh, and they're, they're locking budgets on, on per procurement for, for different items. And so with that, if you want to sell into a buying environment where you know they're, they're, things are locked down, uh, you have to lead with some notion of cost savings. You need to say, hey, and so a tool like ours becomes more valuable in this case because it allows a sales rep to go in and say, hey, what are you spending today on, on item X, item Y, item Z? And with our application, it's a dynamic, visually engaging experience. And the buyer won't always share all that information with you, but it allows the seller to kind of pre-populate the tool with something. And then if the buyer wants to add more information over time, you can. And they, it allows you to quickly show if you will, like a stack bar chart of here's your cost today, A, B, C, D, and E. And with our solution, it's going to compress it down to 60% of that or 70% of that. And it allows the buyer to kind of play with those uh, improvement assumptions. And, and then it makes uh, your service, uh, you know, immediately 
uh, appealing to a CFO, again, if it's credible, that you can, that you can deliver those cost savings. Um, so so if, it's, if our product is configured in such a way that it allows you to kind of discover the buyer's current environment and, and their current cost structure, it's extremely powerful. And it's pretty easy to set, this, set it up this way by taking your, your existing discovery materials because uh, you're already asking probably a lot of the right questions. You're just not capturing them in a format that makes it easy to do those calculations and presentation. Uh, and, our, and our software allows you to do that pretty easily. That's great. Uh, uh, do you see that people right now are responding more to cost savings or, or profit making when it comes to the procurement of software? Yeah, we, we tend to see four buckets of value. Cost savings is number one. Uh, making more money is number two. Number three is risk mitigation, like taking risk out of your system. And number four is productivity, like helping your people be more efficient with their time. And of the- and of In those, that order. Well, generally those are the four buckets. And I think the priority changes over time. Right now, cost saving is the absolute top priority. Productivity kind of goes to fourth place because uh, you just CFOs don't give you a lot of credit for saving somebody two hours here, four hours there. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the revenue acceleration, if you can truly do, do, do an attribution of your value to revenue acceleration, that's awesome. And I want to talk for a minute about that because it relates to some of the stuff you and I've talked about. And then, and then the fourth is the, the risk mitigation. And depending on your category, that may or may not be super important. Cybersecurity risk mitigation versus healthcare risk mitigation versus uh, HR risk mitigation. All of those have different weights and ways of looking at it. But on the revenue side, Amir, you know, one of the things you and I have talked about is if we, if a company is in the business of helping other companies get more leads or close more deals or make more money, if you can show visually based on your experience as a vendor, you know, hey, I, I've, if you said something like, hey, I have 50 customers that I've talked to or surveyed in the last six months, and on average, I'm getting them four more meetings a month. And then I can apply that to your business and say, hey, on average, I'm getting these kinds of improvements. And here's some case studies and testimonials that point to that. Here's what that would mean for you in terms of pipeline generation. And these customers will will vouch for that. And you can show that visually. It's very compelling. But having that backup and the case studies is really important. Embedded videos is really important. Then it comes to life. If you just make it numbers, and people are like, okay, I've seen those numbers before. It's not as credible, but the, we're embedding visuals and case studies and testimonials. That makes it come to life. And that, that makes yeah. the, the revenue side really, really uh, compelling. Yeah. So, so to what you just brought up, like, you know, we, we partner with you guys, we use you guys. I think one of the things that, that we have seen is that, you know, we're, we're able to show companies that have uh, a higher average contract value, call it 50,000 or 100,000, that this magical number of 15 meetings per month um, is just actually distracting them and we're able to actually show that five meetings per month with a 10% conversion rate over a year can have a 600% ROI and they visually see that. Yeah. They visually see it and they, they all of a sudden become more comfortable. Like, okay, cool. I don't need 15 meetings that, that close at a 5% conversion rate. I need five that convert at 20% and I make 60% ROI. We've had, I've been able to show people actually that have fired sales agencies so you know our model, we're a marketplace helping buyers and sellers, right? We've actually had buyers come in saying, hey, I hired a sales agency and they made X amount of meetings over 90 days and we fired them because it wasn't 15. And then we showed them with your tool the whole 12 month and we're like, 
if they kept doing what they did, they would have an 800% ROI. Why did you fire them? And they go, we didn't know that they would have an 800% ROI. So, so it's like fear takes over, right? Yeah. When they can't yeah. see um, the, the glide path. So it's interesting because I think what, what I like about what you're doing is that there's a constant in, in technology, which is if it's not faster, cheaper, or more efficient, you're probably candy and you're probably going to go out of business for this market, right? So yeah. I think a lot of people did a lot of great times creating this innovation, but not a good enough time showing people the visual of that, right? The change, yeah. right? It's the same thing that you could be a 400 pound person who loses uh, a gram of weight per day. I don't know where I'm making this up, right? Yeah. And then like a year, you're down to like 216, you know, and you're good. But like you want it now and fast and you can't see, you can't visualize, but if you could visualize your body going from like this, you know, obese person, but over time you're gradually going to get cheaper, you probably would stick to that regiment. And I think that what you're doing is, is holding people, you're giving people a framework for why you should buy, right? And where the changes will come. And, and, and what it does is I think it sells things faster, but more accurately, right? I think as leaders, you and me, like I'm less, I'm less interested in the sale, more just in the, the impact, the business impact, right? Yeah. And I think that where we use these words, value selling, right? Like, what does that really mean, right? And it, and it can mean a lot of different things to, to different people, but to you, it means showing people the effect of yeah. the purchase and and how little tweaks are made, right? Um, yeah. Which is which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, any 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 personal story? Go ahead. Well, I think I think it's a it's a good uh, good segue. Like, what is value selling? And and I think there's an easy answer to it, which is. Imagine you're a buyer and you just got a $100,000 price quote from a seller, right? What is going on in the mind of the buyer, right? Well, is $100,000 a good price or a bad price? Meaning, is there value? Well, how do they think about it? Number one is they're going to say, what am I spending today that that $100,000 might be able to replace? So I'm going to save money. That would be option A. Option B is, hey, I'm only going to, I'm only going to have to spend $100,000 to get a million dollars in new sales. That sounds like a good deal. Would I spend $100,000 to get $100,000 and $5 new sales? Probably not. That's not good value. So there's some, some ratio. Well, why not? If you get a 10x on your revenue and you spend hundred k to get hundred k in revenue and it's worth a million dollars, why would you not do it? I oh, exactly. If I, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, if I yeah, would. Yeah, back to, back to your old thing. Sometimes you don't need an ROS or return on sales. Sometimes you're looking for valuation. Right. Right. Yeah. So you ha buyers have these ratios in their mind. And if and as sellers, if we have a little bit more empathy for what the ratios are that the buyers are thinking about and how they have to position internally, because you always have to remember the person you're selling to typically has to go take this to a committee and the committee's going to say, this is one hundred thousand dollars. Well, how do we justify that? And the person's going to have to be able to quickly say it's either going to save me two hundred thousand dollars or it's going to get me a million dollars back. If they can't say that, if they have to talk have to talk for 10 minutes about it's going to solve problem a problem b problem c well then then the committee is going to say okay well how much is problem a costing us how much is problem b costing us and they're in this endless cycle and then the deal doesn't get done and uh so that's value selling it's equipping your buyer to very quickly and articulately communicate to their committee the value in terms of savings or benefit uh it rolls off their tongue in the context of your price yeah, I, I experienced the opposite of value selling. So it was interesting because we, we, we met, we had a conversation, um, I, we started using a product and then I had a uh, company that slid us something, I forgot what it was. It's a 
like a fintech as a service company and they raised a series B and I met with the CEO and, and, and all what he taught, what he did was like, he showed me a presentation of like, you know, you becoming a bank. Now you have credit cards, you got Bitcoin, all this stuff. And it was like $10,000 a month for it with the concept that like you can open people's bank accounts, credit cards, and you earn money on what you give them. And the whole time I was talking to him, I was like, I was like, I was like, I know that you pay X and you make X over time, but what you're telling me is all about you. Like he, what he was telling me was all about like these fancy words, like Bitcoin, FinTech as a service. We raised yeah. the series B. Like he told me that. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about your $65 million. So how does that help me? And yeah. I remember that I was thinking, I was like, how are you selling this product with buzzwords and features? It basically means you spend 10K, you get X amount of customers, you make 9K, you're negative K. Here at month 15th, you start being profitable. Now you have a... Now you make money and you're giving people faster, cheaper, more efficient access. And had he done that, I would have actually been interested. And then I think I mentioned you guys to him and he, he was, uh, he was insulted because people are insulted <laughs> with the truth. Right. Um, but anybody who's listening guys, and I mean, to be direct, if you are a, uh, if you're a company that is considering hiring sales freelancers, sales platforms, sales agencies, your cloud test, you're listening to this, just consider that one of the biggest mistakes that buyers make in selling sales services is that they, they sell about them and their features. I am this, I am that right? Versus what you do. Like visualize that always like we help you sell faster and help you control buyer committees. How do you do that? With our tool, right? Versus our tool first, right? So it's like, interestingly enough that we all need to start listening to, we all need to be doing value selling. We're all kind of helping each other, all middleware, but you know, connecting the glue. So like for me, like, uh, you know, I asked you what brought, gave you this idea. And it was kind of like, almost a trick question. I was like, someone tried selling Mike on features. And he was like, man, has this guy give me a nice, <laughs> nice numbers. I'd buy because I experienced that as well, too. Um, anybody who's listening, I know that, you know, we partner with you guys. We create a go-to-market tool for free for people to build their their tool. We, we partner with Visualize.io. You guys can use it. You can find it on my link tree. You can find it on my blog articles, right? You can use it for free. Um, we also we also value him uh, him for an ROI calculator, knowing how many meetings you need over time to get an ROI. But anybody who's listening to this, um, if they just want to contact you directly, if they want to learn more about how you can help them in this changing market sell faster and more efficiently, how can they reach you and how can they contact you? Uh, value at valuecore.ai. Uh, very simple. Value at valuecore.ai. Uh, the, the, and, and folks, you know, I appreciate you listening. Uh, I bet you many of you have kind of some sort of Excel sheet that kind of helps you calculate ROI. Or maybe you have a pricing sheet. Uh, you probably have some discovery questions that you train your sales reps on. If you just have those basic assets, we can get you up and running pretty quickly in an elegant, collaborative, visually engaging uh, tool that your sales reps can use that'll just make them look more professional and help your buyers quickly understand the value that you're, that you're delivering to them. And it's critical in this environment. Yeah, and it's one thing that people need to remind you too, because I know this, right? If you have a conversion rate of 10% and you are obsessed with making more meetings, yep. trying to outsource sales, trying to hire, consider the fact that if you had a 20% conversion rate, that would be double your meetings, right? So it's like, I, for me too, I'm like, we live in a world, I think, with efficiency. So I think that we should be focusing on having fewer account executives that are highly equipped that have higher conversion rates, right? Because yep. um, that's kind of the world we're living in. So um, unfortunately for this market, we're in a restrictive market. We might be in a recession. Fortunately for, 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 for you guys, you guys are in the right place at the right time with the right product. Uh, and hopefully you can help out some of your fellow technology leaders, 
um, sell faster and more efficient in this market. So, so thank you for being on the show, Mike. And uh, it's really nice having an expert in, in value selling, not only build a tool, but be able to share uh, content and tools. Um, anybody listening to, we, we link to um, some beautiful free tools that Mike created. So if you look at the, a blog article that I put in the body of the podcast, you can see multiple examples that he's made for multiple industries, um, which is great because you could easily see what it would look like to arm your sales reps with this kind of tools, um, which I like because um, I'm a big see it before, see it to believe it kind of guy. So, so thank you for providing those beautiful examples. Uh, and everybody listening, thank you for tuning in to the Transform Sales Podcast. Mike, go help some people sell, man. That's Thanks, it. Amir. That's, Great that's, to see you. Likewise, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.